Support Black Podcast. Slip on a red shirt and beam aboard the USS Internet for all things Trek. The Red Shirts Podcast, available on redshirtspodcast.lipson.com, where three cool guys aren't afraid to don the dreaded Star Trek Red and let it all hang out. Join Craig, Q Storm, and Big Sexy for anything and everything involving the world of Star Trek. Check them out on iTunes. Check them out on Stitcher Radio. Check them out where you find podcasts. The Red Shirt Podcast. Remember, support Black Podcasts. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special edition, top 10 summer edition of Black Tribbles. What? Live, well, not live, recorded on tape. It was recorded live. <laughs> recorded, it was recorded live. We're doing it live. It was lively recorded here at 4327 Main Street and Manny Young, better known as Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, home of Gutter Talk. And look, look who I have here. It is my co-host on Gutter Talk for 103 episodes and many more to come, I hope. Johnny the one Dest- and only. Oh, Johnny Destructo, I missed it, dang it. <laughs> Ah, Johnny Destructo, it's me. I'm also, uh, I'm the Thwip Tribble, son. Yes, you are, because... I'm a member of the Tribble Nation, because I love me some Spideyman. That's right. And also joining us, frequent guest on Gutter Talk today for our very special Top 10 Summer Edition of Black Tribbles, coming to you live from the Hero Complex, is... Brandon, a.k.a. Childish Brandino Tribble. Yes. A.k.a. I, I don't know. Yay. Yay. Sleepy, sleepy Yay. Tribble? Yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. I say yay a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, and what do you say? I don't, yay. I don't know. What do you want from me, Len? <laughs> yay, it's Brandon. Yay, yay it's, it's Brandon. Brandon. Yes. <laughs> I live for that. I sometimes dream of that. Oh, gross. I have dreams of you. That's not, why is it gross for me to have dreams of Brandon? No, no, I was just, your dream reminded me of my dream last night that I told you about earlier. Oh, that was gross. That was pretty gross. <laughs> that was pretty gross. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Quickly, as we move into the top 10 summer, ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing you the top 10, our top 10 DC and Marvel movies, live action and animated. That's what we're going to get into tonight, ladies and gentlemen, right here on WPPM LP 106.5 FM in Philadelphia and Camden, People Power Media. So we hope that you like this listing. Uh, the triples are off tonight. We're running around doing a whole bunch of stuff. You may even see us around town at some special events. Um, but we wanted to bring you something new and popping. And fortunately, my gutter talk um, uh, cohorts. cohorts 
have joined me in this venture tonight to talk about these great movies. Twice. Let's kick it off with Brandon, our guest. Wait, we got to say the rules. The way we're going to do it is we're each going to say our picks for the numbers. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to say why we like them. Yes. And then we're going to we'll do that for the whole list, and then we'll argue. Yes. And that's how we're going to do it. Okay. Yes. Look at Brandon thinking he has power. Mm-hmm. Brandon just, has all the power. I just let you guys think you're in control. Yeah, I say. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, what now what's number 10? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Brandon, you had all this time. I'm going to say Thor. There. Con- starting off right off the bat with controversy. Thor? The really? first is that Thor? controversial? Yeah. yeah, the first Thor. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's controversial. Why so, why so Thor? Because I just really, dang it, I really like this movie. I feel like I'm going to say that a lot. But I really like the first Thor movie. I feel like it does a good job of like, I mean, I know a lot of people hate it, but I think it does a good job of. Do people hate the Thor movie? Yes. Is that a thing? Most people put it uh, like right don't, above don't, Hulk don't as the like worst. It. Don't like it as much as every, everybody else. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's down at the bottom of my Marvel list, but I, I don't, I don't hate the movie. I still enjoy it. the film. Yeah. Well, yeah. But people put it at the bottom, whereas I would put it. At least in the top twelve or so of twenty, but um, yeah, I think it does a good job of really bringing in the Norse mythology and mm-hmm, stuff and mm-hmm. blending it with the modern, and I think it it does it well. Whereas I think uh, Thor two goes a little overboard with Oof. the Norse mythology in a Ugh. not good way. It and goes think, overboard with being boring. Is yeah, what it does. and Thor three I think does a little too much comedy, but I feel like Thor one is a good mix of the three of them is a good mix of everything yeah yeah i'll give you that yeah yeah yeah. thor's thor's cool yeah it's got some funny mo i'm not mad at that pick i'm not mad at that pick that's a good pick yeah (laughs) give me one large enough to ride (laughs) oh yeah so he goes into the pet store right yeah yeah. so i'm gonna chime in with my number 10 and that's gonna be deadpool Deadpool. yeah uh the the first time we recorded this everyone was a guest so uh (laughs) let's let's reenact that oh my god you're so aghast at my my (gasps) deadpool there it is Uh, that's it. That's exactly what you did. Um, yeah, I don't care about Deadpool, the character, at all. But I think that the version that they brought to the screen was very well done. I thought it was funny, charming. Um, the action was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it broke the fourth wall in just the right amount of ways that I would have liked to have seen. And um, it made a character I don't like interesting. Yeah. So I think that in itself uh, deserves some kudos. You know what? It just dawned on me what Deadpool also um, amazingly does. Mm-hmm. What? It gives um, it gives an actor that was previously in another comic book movie uh. an opportunity to play a role that he almost was born to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in this, you have Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, and there's another actor coming up later on, I think, but everyone's list, as this, this is our second time ago, around, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, technical problem, difficulties. Technical it was Brandon's fault. I ate the mic. <laughs> no, no, it was my fault. It was all, it was all my fault. It wasn't on you, Brandon. Um, but yeah, I, I think this was, um, it just dawned on me. And Deadpool, Deadpool was funny. Yeah, man. It, it really is funny. I like Deadpool 2 as well. I, I really I love enjoy. Deadpool 2. Wh- there's a part in there that I lost my isht in such a way that I was embarrassed at how much isht I was losing. Really? In public, in the theater. Like, I was embarrassed by my own laughter. <laughs> I could not stop. But, I actually yeah. like Deadpool 2 more, but that's because I think 
emotionally Deadpool 2 yeah. hit me more. Yeah. It, it just the story story of it. But uh, that's a very good one. My number 10 is Batman from 1966. Ah. Because it is just stupid, silly, nostalgic fun. And I do mean stupid because there's a lot of stupid stuff. You know, these freeze-dry uh, United Nation people oh my God. that you got to just add water to is insane. Um, but... Uh, and Julie Newmar uh, uh, or Eartha Kitt are not Catwoman, so we're stuck with Lee Merriweather, who is not that great in the movie. But so Lee Merriweather, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bump you. Um, That's fine. Is, was she in the show? No, Julie. They brought Newmar her in just for the movie. The, yeah, what happened was the the movie was filmed, uh, I believe, during the hiatus between season one and two. Julie Newmar did not have time to film. The, she could not do it. She oh, was man. already doing something else. Uh, so they got Lee Merriweather. Then Julie Newmar came back for season season two, and then Eartha Kitt took over the Catwoman role in season three, okay. the final season. I think, um, I think Newmar is my favorite Catwoman. Oh, Julie Newmar is probably everybody's favorite Catwoman. Of that series? Well, of that series? Well, I don't know. Because I got another favorite Catwoman. Well, yeah, okay. A lot of... Who's your favorite character? Michelle Pfeiffer. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. I like the girl on Gotham. Oh, the, the one whose eyes are on the sides of her head? No, that's mean, JD. Don't be mean. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I'm, you're right. I'm sorry. That came out before I had a chance to. No, you, I'm That was terrible. <laughs> that was horrible of me. She is. She's. She's not bad. Yeah. She's not bad. But, I, yeah. Um, I wouldn't take her over. I Michelle take Pfeiffer. Her, Michelle Pfeiffer or Julie Newmar, mm -hmm. or actually, and I have a soft spot for Julie Newmar. I like Anne Hathaway. I was going to say, yeah, Anne Hathaway, too. I, I wish her movie was better, yeah. Yeah, I wish she was I in a better movie. I wish she had a better role. But she, she's good in it. Yeah. I, like, I like Anne Hathaway in that. I, mm -hmm. And I've never seen Anne Hathaway as sexy, but she was all right. You should watch Web and Other Drugs. That's yeah, another great movie. All right. so, but yeah, but, but Batman 66 is just, it's just silly fun. It's Adam West mm -hmm. at his Adam Westiest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's Frank Gorshin as the Riddler, uh, Burgess Meredith as the Penguin. I could watch the two of them all day long. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, it's the bat shark repellent. <laughs> it's a classic. It's, it's the introduction. Actually, a lot of people don't know. It's the introduction of the bat motor, the bat cycle, and the bat. Um, Oh no, kidding! In the bat boat. Yeah. Um. It's it's just it's just silly, stupid fun. It's it's Batman running around with a bomb. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just dumb, silly fun. Batman sixty six. It's that's it for me. Winner. So now we're at number nine. Number Brandon. nine for me is Teen Titans: Trouble in Tokyo. Oh. Because oh. I really love that. I say that a lot, That's and I fine. don't like it. But yeah, I um, I really like that movie. It, I think it did a good job of ending, wrapping up the series. You got like Robin and Starfire finally together and everything. Yes, because this was the end of the like the original Teen Titans animated series. Yes, mm -hmm. right, 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 right. And it was like a cool, like they were in a new country, and everything was like different. And I think it just had like for like a cartoon like Teen Titans was, which I, I don't think it was super groundbreaking or anything. I think it did a good job of making it feel kind of cinematic. And yeah, I just really like that one. See, I but disagree yeah. because if I remember, wasn't Teen Titans, doesn't that predate Justice League? I think that came before Justice League. No. Did it? It might. I think it did. Or it might have been in between, like in between Justice Leagues. 
for me, they were all around this. I feel like they were around the same time. Oh, because the only reason I was, I was pointing that out because you said you don't know how groundbreaking it is. I think the nature of having the episodes like start seeding, seeding stories and like building into one big art. Yeah. I think you can maybe trace that into a little bit of the Teen yeah, Titans. Yeah, I think groundbreaking wasn't the right word. I just meant like it felt cinematic, but I don't think it would feel cinematic today, like with modern cartoons. Oh, okay. So I meant like compared to today's standards, the Teen Titans Trouble in Tokyo movie was a big jump up. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think you'll see the Teen Titans uh, return somewhere further along down the list. Who um who was the villain in that? I don't remember his name, but it was oh, like a like, it was like a sludge monster thing. Uh, oh, I do want to uh, finish off the uh, Teen Titans Go, not Teen Titans Go, the Teen Titans movie, um, Tokyo movie. I saw half of it on my honeymoon, and I got excited, but then had to I don't know sex or something. So then I didn't get a chance <laughs> to finish it. So I'm going to go back to it. Slacker. My number nine <laughs> is also an animated multitask. Film. You don't have sex and watch Teen Titans go <laughs> to Tokyo. Uh, Under the Red Hood, also a DC animated film. I ah. think that it is one of the strongest of their offerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a couple years old at this point. They've, they've, how many of those things have they done? Like twenty something at this point, right? A few. They started few. back in like twenty seventeen or two thousand and seven with the new Possibly. run. So anyway, yeah, I love it. It was a, a great adaptation of the Under the Red Hood comic series that was took place in Batman, mm-hmm. where we found out that there was a brand new Red Hood. If you guys remember. The original Red Hood was the Joker. Yes. He becomes the Joker. And there's a new one running around just oozing people to death like a jerk. Cuts off all the mob leaders' heads. Stuff Did he? Bag. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, he was yeah. brutal. This was a, a very mature um, Yeah, animated movie. film, yeah. And we find out, of course, that Jason Todd is back and he is the Red Hood. I wish... I wish they could have done something better with him after this. I feel like he kind of floundered after the big reveal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I thought the animation was great. The action was great. I was engaged the whole time. Uh, I have a tendency to fall asleep during animated films. I don't think I did with this one. Well, so, Aces. Aces. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number nine. My number nine is Wonder Woman from 2016. Question mark? Or 2017. No. 2017. No. It's oh, I'm sorry. Wait, not the animated one. No, the live action. The live action. Okay, there we go. From 2017 with uh, Gal Gadot. Yeah. And Chris Pine. No, it's Gadot. It's Gadot. Gadot. It's Gadot. Yeah. Gadot. Chris Pine. He was in that, huh? Chris. (laughs) I see what you did there. Um, Yes. You know, I've come around to uh, Gal Gadot's performance in that film. Me too. I I really. uh, You You had to come around. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I liked her, but there was something about something about it was just. I wasn't buying. Um, like, like physicality wise. No, it wasn't her physicality. I, I, I'm fine with her physicality as as Wonder Woman, um, but it was just something about her her acting huh. that just didn't. Do you mean in Wonder Woman specifically, or did it start Woman. with BVS? Okay. No, in Wonder Woman, um, because in BVS she actually wasn't asked to do much like acting outside yeah. of just looking, you know, be her presence. Um, so. 
But then I, I've come around to it because of understanding that, you know, this was Wonder Woman just stepping into man's world. Yeah. Also still trying to find her place mm-hmm. in Themyscira. So she was, you know, so those scenes actually made it a little bit more sense. Um, and it's hard to sometimes, you know, I've come around to her performance, but admittedly the stack was, uh, it was The stacked. deck was stacked against her? Thank you. Because she was acting, especially early on in the in the movie, against Robin Wright Penn, who was just killing it. Yeah. Um, so you know, I've come around to that. Those scenes in Themyscira are just like not just yep. uh, incredible. Uh, it's good action. Um, I still don't really like the end of the movie. I hate Ares in yeah. there. I hate that Ares with the stupid mustache. The end of the movie feels like it was directed by Zack Snyder, which is what takes me out of it. Yeah. Uh, but up until that, I love everything about it. I love Chris Pine. I know you're not a big Chris Pine fan. I'm a really big Chris Pine fan. I don't, I'm hard-pressed to think of anything bad or anything that I have not liked him in. Right. That's what you guys got to do. That's the real rankings. One day you guys got to have... Chris Pine movies? The, no, ranking the Chris's. Got All Chris the Chris's, Hemsworth, yeah. Chris Evans, Chris Pine. Oh, I can do that real quick Chris. right now. I can do that real quick We right don't now. need to, though. Uh, so, okay. uh, is that, are you going to wrap that up? Well, I've got, like, uh, you know, I've got a two-hour show. But, um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> Just for that, my oh, Chris's are... I, I've earned this. Evans, are, number one. Are Chris Pine, no. number one. What? No, well, because I'm saying them overall. So, overall, I've liked Chris Pine in more things than I've liked the, the other two. Oh. So, I would say Chris Pine, Chris Evans, and maybe Christopher Lambert. And then the, somewhere down there is Chris, is Chris Hemsworth. I like Chris Hemsworth. Under Christopher Lambert? Well, he's definitely under, of those three, he's the third. Okay. Well, no, he's fourth because I like Chris Pratt. That's oh, Chris Pratt's top Top Chris for me. Really? Chris Pratt. Then Chris, you know why? Because everyone in Guardians of the Galaxy came out and everyone was like, JD, it was like there was a movie about you. You're like, oh, so I'm, I'm dumb. Thanks. I'm the dumb. <laughs> it's probably because of all the abs. Probably. That That's yeah. what it was. Um, Chris, Chris Pratt. Because I also really loved him in um, the TV show. Parks oh. and Rec. Parks and Rec, Parks man. And Rec. He was hilarious in that. And then Chris Pine, no, Chris Evans, <laughs> Evans Chris Evans, <laughs> because he's the Human Torch and he's the Captain America, and he succeeded at both of those things. And then that's the end of my list. Oh, and then Chris Hemsworth. You and put Chris Hemsworth over Chris Pine. No, I don't know if you noticed this. That was the end of my list. <laughs> Chris Pine's not even on the Chris list, man. Also, Jesus Chris. He's not <laughs> Jesus H. Chris is my favorite. Anyway, so are you done? Are you done with your Wonder Womaning? I'm I'm done. I'm done Wonder Womaning. Okay. So let's go to Brandon for his number eight. My number eight is Spider-Man Two, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man Two movie. Mm. That's a good one. That's, that that's is a good a, one. That, that is the good one. That is yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like Spider-Man One as well. I really I like that 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 um universe really. I think it did a good job of showing. Peter Parker mm-hmm. and showing the struggles of being Spider-Man and having to deal with that, like having to keep that from people. Mm-hmm. But why number two specifically? Number two because I just I really like the villain. Doc Ock. Yeah, Played and also by Albert Molina. I also really like when uh when characters are confident in their roles. I don't really I like origin stories, but I 
like it more when characters know who they are and like they're they can do more tricks and stuff like that. Which character are you speaking of? Spider-Man. Okay. Because, like, he didn't have to, like, learn how to be Spider-Man. He didn't go away web and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shazam! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I like that he knew what he was doing, and he was, yeah, he was confident in the in the role as Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. That's a great, I, dude, awesome. Awesome pick. I love Spider-Man, too. Yeah. Can't knock that. J.D., you're number eight. Well, I'll tell you, it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all the reasons you just said, and also all of the caveats you gave. I I hate uh, the villain's molestache. There's no, <laughs> like, just burn it off. Like you're, it's it's, it's it's a he's a god, right? So yes. that is a a glamour. It's mm-hmm. a glamour of him being a human, right? I liked right. him as a human, but then once you transform into the giant CG dude, just get rid of the they mustache. Just, yeah. They should have used ridiculous. He, you look so dumb. Uh, that is the same actor, right? Ridiculous mm-hmm. from um, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's so... Ch- I, I, unlike you, Len, I did not have to... Um, grow into Grow yeah. into her as Wonder Woman. As soon as she was in Batman versus Superman, I went, oh, she's my second favorite part of this movie. Mm-hmm. The first part being, of course, Batman, Bat- Batfleck. And I thought she was charming in this. I thought um, that she really embodied the strength that I would want Wonder Woman, if not physically. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, there's still a piece of me that does still want that Darwin Cook Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, which is a, a thicker Wonder Woman. Yeah, with two Cs. Mm. And uh, I need two CCs, <laughs> a thick stack. So, um, I, yeah, man, I thought she was great. Chris Pine was there. He, he did stuff. That was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, you're going to stop hating on Chris Pine, man. <laughs> He's going to show up. <laughs> Who's this JD? Um, uh, yeah, I don't... So much great things to say. The the soundtrack I like a lot. Um, oh, that's yeah. Was that felt, Hans Zimmer? Yeah, 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 I believe so. It, it felt a little strange in BVS because it was so disparate from the the rest of the things that were happening uh, mm-hmm. sound wise. But in this one, I thought it was great. And um, yeah, Themyscira was awesome. Awesome. I mean, I like Wonder Woman. I do. I just I don't know if um I don't I wouldn't put it. It's not anywhere on my list, yeah. but I do agree that I really like Gal Gadot in the role, mm-hmm. and she's. I still, there's still other Wonder Women who are like my voice for Wonder Woman. Yes, but oh, I, yeah. she's definitely one of like the top. Like I think she does a good job in the as a role. For a long time, my voice of Wonder Woman was Susan Eisenberg from um, Justice League. The Justice League, mm. but only recently. Has another person? Her voice is 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 Wonder Woman for me, and that's Rosario Dawson from the new like iteration of Justice League movies. I mean, quick aside, quick aside, from one Rosario fan to another. Yes. How would you feel about a Rosario Dawson live action Wonder Woman movie? I wouldn't want her as Wonder Woman because I don't think her physicality matches what I would see in Wonder Woman. I think what about you, it? How, well, well, honestly, I think her physicality would be more closer along the lines of um, Gal Gadot's physicality. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, Rosario is... I, don't, I can't I, I just really gotta gauge say, her, her height. She, I, she's probably around the same height. Yeah. Gal may have her by a couple of inches because Gal is tall. Is she? But Rosario is also older. And just being just being realistic, you know, just being honest. Do you think she looks older than Gal Gadot does? Yes. No. Really? Yes. I don't know if you think I she get, I got, looks older. I think I got older. some Rosario glasses on, man. I can't see it. I no, think she oh, looks. 
She 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 is and she does look older. Yeah, I'm not knocking her. <laughs> Rosario's Rosario. Yeah. Real question: How would you feel about a Rosario Dawson's Creek? <laughs> oh, I wish I had some sort of button to launch you through the ceiling. <laughs> some sort of ejector seat in my store. Uh, my number eight. Yes. Is Wonder Woman the animated film? Ah, see, that's from where 2009. I you were... There it is. Uh, where Wonder Woman is voiced by Carrie Russell. Of the Americans, uh, and who does fantastic work on that. Um, Rosario Dawson is in that film. She voices Artemis, and she's great as as Artemis. Um, Your Dr. Octopus, Albert Molina. Alfred. Alfred Molina, excuse me. He voices Ares, and this is the Ares that you want to see in this very mature, animated, action-packed, bloody but consistently Wonder Woman action animated film. I wish that they had done more of these in this universe of Wonder Woman because even the animation is like, it's pretty like spot on. It's kind of like a blend of that Bruce Timm with the style that it's come to be recognized in justice in like in the DC universe now. It's kind of like it was working its way to mm-hmm. the style that it is now. It's just really great and well done and, and, I, and slept on. I, I literally did. I got about halfway <laughs> through it and then I went, I'm going to sleep on this. And I took a nap and I never finished it. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know at what point I, I referenced this, but I happened to fall asleep during animated DC films yes. as much as I like them. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I enjoy the movies, and I, I think they're some of the best things that DC's putting out. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it. I don't know if it's the pacing or what, but I just wind up taking a snooze in the middle. I feel you. Yeah, but um, I, I do want to go back and, and watch Wonder Woman. You, you, sh- you should. I think you'll I enjoy think it. I may actually start doing some DC animated movie nights here at the shop now that I've got the television. Well, there you go. Yeah. My All right. number, okay, someone's calling me. My number, what is it, Seven. Seven. My number seven is Captain America Winter Soldier. Yes. Which is, I would argue, it's not my favorite Captain America movie. No, other way around. It's, I wouldn't argue, no, that is right. I would not argue that it's my favorite. I like that he's arguing with himself <laughs> about whether or not he would argue it. It's not my favorite Captain America movie, but I think it's the best Captain America movie. And okay. it's my second favorite. Yeah, I feel that. And I think it does a wonderful job of blending the spy aspects mm-hmm. with the... Uh, Superhero of Marvel. Talk about it again in a minute. Yeah. So, yeah, Winter Soldier. I really like it. I think, like I said, it does a good job of blending spy and superhero. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. For sure. And I would argue that it just tells, it does a really good job of making the Marvel, like working in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Like it, it changes. Because a lot of the movies, aside from the Avengers movies, don't really change the universe. They just change the characters. Mm-hmm. But this, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone now. Yeah. So yeah. that's like a real twist. And then it ties back in with Civil War and it has a great tie in with Winter with um Agents of Shield. So yeah, overall I think it's just great. And considering how much how little Bucky is in Captain America First Avenger, yeah. for them to more or less be introducing him in this movie and bringing him back. That's a tall order, and I actually didn't know if they were able uh, to make that leap, but they, they did they it did very it. well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing. They also introduced uh, Falcon, and I think they did that in a really oh, great way. That is yeah, true. That's, that's right. I forget that. I forgot about that. On the left. On the left. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, all right. Who's that? Me? That me? Number seven. Mine is Black Panther from Marvel. Came out, what, 2017? Is that 2017? 2018. 2016? 28? No. This is, we're in 2018. Yeah, it came out Did 2017. Came? Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, I don't understand how time works. So, Black Panther is definitely, as soon as I got out of that, I was like, well, this is on my top 10 list for a long time now. Um, moving forward, it's, uh, the action it is It was great. 2018. It came out in February. Nah. Oh, my God, yeah, it no, did. It, it came did, out in it February. Was, it feels like yeah. it's been out for a minute, though, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Man. All right. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. It's really good. I love it. I think that the action <laughs> is great. It's the first time that I've ever, ever, ever given a crap about a car chase sequence. I, I think I that, had, that's crazy. They're, they're so, you know, with spy movies, there's always a car chase sequence. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Who cares? Um, but yeah, man, I thought it was kind of innovative in the way that they used their Wakandan technology to... Um, the uh, VR a car. The VR a car. She throws the spear, yes, stops that a was, car in its that tracks. Was that was that was awesome. Um, I do question though how the um, having the vibranium mm -hmm. also in your it does everything in your flowers, and then you crush up the flowers, and then you can visit your ancestors. That's cool. The vibranium wasn't in the flowers. What was in the flowers? It, it, it was Magic. just. It was, it was purple no, it magic. It was stuff that came from space, right? Yeah. The vibranium. Well, okay. well no, which I came think, from space. No, I think it was the vibranium crash. I think it the like, energy secreted of the like gas or something. Sure. Blended with the okay. the herbs of the purple flower. You're doing it. You're doing great. <laughs> Solved it. You know what? Never mind. I don't have any more questions. You just explained it. Uh, but yeah, man, I think Black Panther was awesome. And uh, I can't wait for more of it. Uh, even though I guess he's dead. Did you put Wonder Woman on your list? Was we that? Eden literally just talked about Wonder Woman. I thought that was Wen's one. Oh, yeah, it was Wen's Wonder Woman that we just talked about. But um, oh, we did skip my Wonder Woman. Damn it! <laughs> we did skip your Wonder. Where's your Wonder Woman? Your Wonder Ten, Woman was nine, number. Was number eight. What are we on? Seven. Oh man! You said something for eight, though. I thought. Oh, I did say Wonder Woman because I said everything yeah. that you said along with all the caveats yeah. you gave it. We yeah, did right. talk about this. Get it, right. Brandon. I asked you, did you say it yet? And you I said did. yes. Interesting that you don't like the villain, the end of Wonder Woman, and you say that that's one of the your biggest problems with it. Yeah. But you like Black Panther, which I feel like has the opposite problem, where its hero is not very is like one of the least interesting aspects of that. He movie. is one of the least interesting. That doesn't make him uninteresting. Yes. But I do agree that he is the least interesting aspect of the film. Yeah. Um, I don't, for some, you know, and for some reason, I feel like that's the case a lot. Anytime I dip into a Black Panther comic book, oh. I don't care about Black Panther. Mm. Uh, I care about what's going on around Black Panther, uh, the Dora Milaje and all of his um, uh, secondary characters and stuff. And the world is interesting. But he, as a character, is very dry because he's a king. Yeah. I find him interesting when he's with other, like, in side books. Like, yeah. in New Avengers by Hickman, I really liked Black Panther. Oh, well, and I mean, in the New Avengers, wasn't that, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't there, like, a whole subplot about Na him going after Namor? Yeah, him and Namor had a whole drowning thing. his nation? Yeah. Yeah, man, that was awesome. But, yeah. I, I thought that Black Panther in that movie, yes, you could say he was the most uninteresting thing. I mean, that's because everybody's all on, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan's Cal um, Killmonger's jock and he was great but i think to jd's point he's still interesting yeah. um what he has running against him is killmonger plus 
for the first time in a long time in all these Marvel movies, you have so many strong uh, female mm. characters in there, so they stand out supporting so much characters more. in general. Because um, yeah, you don't and you Baku. don't have that you don't have that in a lot of the other Marvel movies. Yeah. You know, also also there um, the world building in Black Panther is just so like fantastic. Again, it's like introduces you into Wakanda right there in that movie. Yet you're there, you're there, you feel it. You know mm. what I mean? Um, so it, it's it's a lot to take in. I think that it's a movie that will, you know, uh, reward on repeat viewings and with those give you a better appreciation of exactly what Chadwick Boseman is doing in mm-hmm. that movie. You know, so th- I think it's a very good number seven. That's Word. Good. My number seven is Captain America Winter Soldier, which Ooh. I will agree is... The best Captain America movie, Captain America movie, maybe technically the best Marvel movie, but I'm going favorites here. Um, uh, so that's why it's here, and we'll talk about what why it's here and not someplace else on my list. But uh, it's a very good movie. It's a great movie. It's it's like right from Captain America dropping down, you know. Taking out a whole boatload of, of of spies, his battle with Batrock, um, the, yeah, the, the the elevator scene, which is still one of the best set pieces in almost any action movie, um, and just the scene, this just the fact that he gives people a chance, like, yeah. you're like it's he he knows what he is. And he is a shark in a tank filled with prey, and right. he goes, anybody wants to get off? You know, now's your chance. Now's your chance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, And this is the second uh, incident, like I mentioned, of someone who did okay in a a previous superhero role. Yeah. Chris Evans as the Human Torch. But now he feels like he was born to Mm -hmm. this role of -hmm. Captain America. He just embodies Captain America, my, my soul and spirit, and... Even so much when you see him like just doing interviews and stuff like that, and I mean, and I know part of it is because Marvel, like you know, they got a whole lot of stuff written into their contracts, but um, you just see him interact with people and the things he does mm-hmm. for charity. Just comes Twitter, off a, yeah. yeah, on Twitter, <laughs> just a very, just a very cool dude, man. I, so I, I love Chris Evans and I love Captain America: Winter Soldier. Nice. Number six, Brandon. Seven, right? Wasn't it? No, number six. Yeah, number, six number six for me is Civil Captain America Civil War, which, yeah, it's just great. The The superhero fighting is great-ish. I don't necessarily like when superheroes fight each other, but I think it was done well in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, just seeing all the characters, I feel like all the characters were given good arcs for the most part. I think... Uh, Ant-Man was kind of not shoehorned in, but he didn't really get much of a reason for being there. He just kind of showed up. But everyone else, I think, had a good reason for being there, and they mm-hmm. all had like their own individual mini arcs. Right. Which is why I feel like I like to think of Age of Ultron as like Iron Man three, and this as Avengers two, because I feel like it's a much better yeah. culmination of That's the good. Avengers and their uh, storylines up to this point. Yeah, it is yeah, sort of getting so, yeah. a little muddled. 
Yeah, about which is a sequel to what? It's yeah, that's true. Marvel yeah. 22. Yes. Is, is, yeah. Yes, pretty much. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I like like I said, I feel like um, Avengers: Age of Ultron is really a a lot about Tony, and I feel like this yeah. is a lot about Cap. But I feel like this does a better job of imp- inc- including everyone else and giving them their own storylines yeah. in addition. There you go. Good one. What is your number six, JD? Superman 2. Oh, Superman man. 2. 1980-something, like early 80s. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because the first one came out on my birth year, 1978. And it's great. I love Superman. I think that that Superman movie is still top-tier stuff. Uh, is that the one where he, though, uh, remind me. Is that the one where he he, uh, he uh, turns back time by spinning the Earth? The first Superman in the in the in the opposite direction. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Uh, but uh, number two, uh, I believe we were watching it on CBS. Some I don't know million dollar movie, whatever you call it. Um, Friday night, what have you? And I remember asking my mom, "Hey, Superman can't do that." There was a scene where they're in the Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude. And he takes off his, he throws his S, man. He throws his his S. And then it turns into a giant saran wrap, and it wraps up the Kryptonian, and then he falls down. Mm. I said, he can't do that. And then what's the other thing? They use their fingers. The Kryptonians now have the ability to use their fingers to to shoot light beams that make people (laughs) float. It's crazy to me that you guys don't, that you're like saying that's weird. Because Superman just had weird powers in general in the beginning. Like just it's just it's yes, but by the time of the '80s, a lot of that those weird powers had kind of been yeah like, written out of the after Crisis and the John Byrne sort of. Well, this is this is before Crisis. These movies. <gasps> oh my God, you're right. No, but what when the, all this stuff was written out when um, oh, wow. in the '70s oh. when Danny O'Neill and Neil and Neil Adams for a brief moment took over Superman. A very brief moment. It may not have been Denny O'Neill, but Neil oh. Adams was drawing them. Interesting. And it, but yeah, because it's the it's the comic book, the famous comic book cover of Action Comics, I believe, where Superman is um, breaking the chains and it yeah. says Kryptonite no more, because they had done away with like all the nine thousand different Kryptonites and yeah. like everybody had everybody you get Kryptonite, you get Kryptonite, <laughs> and they had like done away with all of yeah, that yeah. and it was at that time that they kind of like depowered him a little bit yeah, you yeah. know oh interesting but yeah i mean i know i was making fun of it but there's a lot about that that movie that i love the scene with um uh the kryptonians super fighting superman in manhattan no i mean metropolis <laughs> and uh so i don't want to i don't i hate that i'm going to bring this up but i'm going to bring it up what he does is Superman, being outclassed and outmatched by the Kryptonians yes. in Manhattan, Metropolis, says, "I'm gonna fly away and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the innocent people to safety by taking the Kryptonians with me." Right. Thus saving the innocent them. people in the middle of the city. Yes. Remember, remember, remember when Superman did stuff like that? Remember when Superman calculated and cared? Yeah, I remember yeah, that. About yeah. the auto. He, looked, I mean, he actually stood in the midst of property damage and said, look what I've done. Oh, man. Yeah, but at least he didn't kill everyone. The new one, you're Superman. Who are I you mean, talking okay. to? Yeah, uh, you could tell that to Zod's snap neck. But aside from Zod, how many people does new Superman kill? Like, I don't know how many buildings came down after he threw Zod yeah, through them. Yeah, but those were accidents. 
<laughs> no, but seriously though, we're proving my point for me. That was about seriously, a city's though. worth of accidents. <laughs> there, were a- there were accidents in Superman too, right? Like a bunch of people probably died there. No, no, no. No buildings came down. No buildings. Well, came all down. I'm saying is he purposely killed people. There was that one guy who was on skates. Yeah. He went backwards and he, he fell down. That's it. Yeah. Remember? And there was the one guy who was in the phone breath. booth. Oh, yeah, the phone booth falls over. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he had he, some bruises. All I'm saying is he purposely killed people in Superman. And if somebody he lost did a wig. Purposely kill, damn it, you're right, Brandon. He did purposely murder people uh, in the scene in Superman 2 where he takes away the Kryptonians' powers and then uses his super strength to and throw them into a bottomless pit in the middle of the Arctic. What's That's that? Like, they're his own people. That's like killing your cousins. He didn't throw them into a bottomless pit. Oh, okay. What he did uh-huh. in, the, in the Fortress of Solitude which you have to remember is located where? At the North Pole. Yeah. No, it's in the. the it's in the North Pole. Yeah. It's, it's not in the Bermuda Triangle. It's He's in the North. He's referencing Brian Michael Bendis' new run on Superman where the one in the North Pole is destroyed, so he creates a new one in the Bermuda Triangle. Go ahead, Len. Which means that the original was in, <laughs> in back in 1980, was at the North Pole, <laughs> which is where he battles the three Kryptonians and he takes away their powers. And he throws them up against the wall of the Fortress of Solitude, uh-huh. and they slide down into snow, into suspended animation. Ah, oh, there it is. All right. Haven't sure. you watched Captain America? <sighs> I'm torn. I'm torn on this one. He does. He does murder some Kryptonians. All right. Who's number up? six. Yeah. Uh, my number six. I'm trying to remember because we did this once before. Why don't you write I tr- them down? I know. Why don't I just write them down? I have my number six. Y'all made fun of. I want. I want the audience to know that I, when we decided we were gonna do this, I sat down and I wrote out my what list. What are you talking about? And y'all when were we making started, fun of me. We were like, JD, you should probably write down your list so that you oh, have you're it. You're talking some BS, <laughs> son. All right, go ahead, Len. What's yours, buddy? Oh, I remember. My, <laughs> I remember my, my number six. It's Captain America: Winter's um, Civil War. There it is. And. How dare you say Ant-Man just shows up? He doesn't just show up. Falcon goes get goes to get him. Yeah. How do you know? Because they had an after credit scene. Because, well, they had no, a scene in, 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 in Ant-Man, and that's how they met each other. And, he, and Falcon knew about Ant-Man, and he comes I get, might know a guy, get, right? Yeah, I might know a guy. And he gets to, gets to Ant-Man, and then not only does he not show up, he turns into a giant man. And it's it's very, there's very, it's, it's, it's very few things that have, like, <laughs> totally, like, geeked me out. Yeah, and, yeah. Tr- and trust me, I can't believe it. But him turning into giant man, Paul Rudd turning into the giant man, man geek me the hell out. And, and you know what's you know what's I think helps that is that he himself is geeking out at the fact yes. that it's working, that he's done it. Yes, that yeah. it's working, man. So, I'm, yeah. It's just I'm just into it. Yeah. And and Captain America Winter Soldier, it's not the best Captain America movie, but it's the most fun of Civil the War. three Captain of the three Captain. It is Civil a War. bucket of popcorn, Civil man. War. I agree. It, it, it's so much fun. It is to me the best Avengers movie because I, like you say, this is a Steve movie. I think this is very much a Tony movie. Tony starts off the freaking movie. You got um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. looking like he stepped out of the Archies with his face all like clean shaven. It like it was really weird. Was it? I thought it was awesome. No, it's awesomely done, but it is a little weird. Yeah. Um, but I think this is very much a Tony uh, a Tony movie. Plus, they still make you care about about Bucky. This is still in two movies. Falcon and Bucky are running around. Uh, it, it's the introduction of Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Black Panther. That's the thing. Um, and you guys yet, were saying you still have 
a great ending battle between the three of them, Bucky, Captain America, and Iron Man. Captain America, Winter Soldier is just like all that. It's just Civil so War. Much fun. Civil War. I keep saying Winter Soldier. Yeah. Just because they kind of like run into one another. But um, it's the Civil War. It's, it's just like... It's, and and, and I, you know why I'm saying Civil uh, Winter Soldier? It's because my brain knows that... Winter Soldier is, is a better, better movie. Mo- it's a better movie. Yeah. But Giant Man is in is yeah. in Civil War. And speaking of Black Panther, we, um, speaking of support, like how he doesn't, he's never really interesting, aside from like other when he's not the focus. I felt like this, this was a real representation of that. Like I was saying with New Avengers, how he's cool in that, but he's not the focus. And I feel like in this, in Civil War, he's really cool. And I think part of that is that he's not the main focus. Because I love Black Panther in Civil War. Yeah. But it's always different when you are, when you can just be seasoning as opposed to being the main entree. So that that's all that's happening there what is your we're to number five brandon here on the top 10 dc marvel movies that we're bringing to you on this very special edition of black tribbles on wppmlp 106.5 people power media philly cam in philly and camden number five brandon aka childish, childish brandino, brandino. Triple. Triple. What you got? <laughs> Mine is uh, number five is Batman The Dark Knight. I think that's the title. But yeah, The Dark Knight. Uh, the live action movie. movie? Yes. The actual title is just The Dark, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I've, oh, man. I was, I'm thinking about more of the things I like about it. That intro with the Joker and everything. Mm. Such a great intro. Yeah. It is. And then the Joker as a whole, uh, like as a character, is done really well. And I think Jim Gordon has done really well. Mm-hmm. Like his rise from regular police captain, I think, to commissioner is done great. And it explores like Wayne Enterprises. And I think that was something good. I think that's something that a lot of Batman stuff doesn't really deal with. But I think this did a good job of dealing with like he has a company and he has to do something with it. So he uses it to like do his Batman stuff. Like he has, he goes all the way to China. To tell someone he's not going to do a deal with them just so he can, like, look at their stuff. Like, I think it just does a really good job of blending Bruce Wayne and Batman. 100% agree. I concur, Doctor. Yeah, I do, too. It's, it's, it's a long one, but it's a good movie. It's a good movie. And, and you can't knock Heath Ledger. Like, I mean, he won an Oscar legitimately. You're number five. Spider-Man 2. That's it. Spider-Man 2. We already talked about it, didn't we? We sure did, but, we but, about, but you're me, the Spider-Man guy. I am the Spider-Man guy. I'm a, I'm the Spidey fella. So, yeah, um, uh, Spider-Man 1 was amazing to me, no pun intended, because we finally get to see Spider-Man, high budget, swinging through the city, and you're there with him, and it, it just, I felt, I felt emotions. Mm-hmm. Then the Green Goblin showed up. So then the second one happens, and then we've got Doc Ock, and he's cute, he's fine. But then we get that scene on the train, the train oh, fight sequence. Yeah. And hot diggity damn, did I love that fight sequence. That still is like one of my top 10 battles, like mm-hmm. CG. I know it's a lot of CG, but it's a really good, well choreographed um, battle sequence. Um, except for when they're like, 
his mask is all torn and or he takes the mask oh, off and then they yeah. they Jesus him down the, the train. Yeah. That was a bit much. Yeah, I thought that was a bit much. And there's always a sequence in all of the movies from Sam Raimi where New York is a character, and then oh. New York citizens step up. You hey. mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Hey, you know, and it's like uh, I realized it was just right after 9/11, so I get it. Mm -hmm. But even back then, I was like, all right, guys. <clears throat> so yeah, this Spider-Man 2 will always go down as one of my favorite movie-going experiences. I love that movie for a, a long time, uh, and it was it was the best Spider-Man I had up until that point. <laughs> So, yeah. No, that was like two things ago. Was it? You were just started talking right when the guy walked in. You, well, you were kind of like in the middle of it. But you may be done. Let's Wait, say you're recording? done. Yes. So let's say you're done. Listen, I'm going to be honest. Uh, we keep stopping because the story's busy. So we get, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, Spider-Man 2 was dope AF. Next. My number five is Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Ooh, my man. An animated film mm -hmm. that saw Terry McGinnis battle the Joker who comes back into the future. And the way he comes back into the future is totally implausible. Ah. But you don't care. Nope. Because you just buy into it because there's Mark Hamill as a Joker. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my gosh. It is anime level animation from the begin from the opening scene where he actually takes on like the like the the joker gang oh. from back then including like these these twin like harley kids or whatever they're the harley's granddaughters Har well you learn later that they're harley's granddaughters oh, yeah. um it's just an incredible it gives you it gives you backstories and a flashback of what happened to batman and robbins tim drake the last battle between batman and the joker which is like oh my god got it and then, then it still has an epic battle at the end between terry mcginnis batman beyond the joker and ace the bat hound <laughs> you have the joker like 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 uh, like almost pistol whipping the the original Batman. Oh, it's just it's just incredible, incredible story, fantastic, and I, I watch it like at least once every couple of years because it is just mwah, beautiful. I um remember watching that years ago. I haven't seen. It. I remember loving it. I remember being really flabbergasted by uh, how dark it wound up being. Mm -hmm. I went, ooh, snap! Really? Yeah. Oh, they're going okay. So, yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed that movie. I haven't seen it probably since its release, but I remember loving it. Yeah. I do want to see it again. Hopefully we can do maybe a movie night something here at the shop. Good choice. Thank you. We're up to number four here on the top ten Marvel DC movies. I feel like we got to remind people because it's been taking us, like, all day to get this done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brandon, what's your number four? My number four is Dark <clears throat> The Dark Knight Returns. The... Uh animated movie of Frank Miller's wonderful story mm -hmm. set in a, an alternate future, possible alternate future where uh, Batman comes back. And I just think it's a really good, it's, it's, yeah, it's just great. Like the story in general, not necessarily the movie, like I don't think the movie does anything particularly groundbreaking, but the story as a whole from the comics, I think does a great job of 
analyzing Batman as a character and a little bit analyzing Superman as a character and what both of those people do for society. Yep. <clears throat> and I think, yeah, the movie does a great job of portraying that. It also has a really good interpretation of the Joker that I personally like to think of as my interpretation, which is that, like, if there's no Batman, there's no Joker. He just won't. He just gives up. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, all, it's just perfect. Wonderful. Well, not perfect, but it's wonderful. It's based on one of my all-time favorite top three graphic novels of all time. Uh, I think they did a really good job. I like that they broke it up into two parts. So, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really good. Really oh, well and it had Carrie Kelly, who's a great um, Robin. Mm -hmm. Slice and dice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And they kept the, the swastika boobies. <laughs> Which I was actually looking up because <laughs> I know in Germany, like, it's illegal to show swastikas. So, like, in certain, um, there's, like, a video game called Wolfenstein where they aren't allowed to, like, say the... I think it's illegal to show swastikas. But they're not allowed to show, <clears throat> say the word Nazi in their game that's based on... It's a game where the Nazis win World War II. Yeah. But in uh, Germany, they never say, like, Fuhrer or uh, Nazis. They'll say, like, soldiers and, like, Chancellor. Because Germany outlaws like mentions and stuff like that. Yeah, and I believe it actually is illegal to show Nazi uh, the swastika. Yeah, so it's got like she still has like her breast out, but it's like a different thing Design. over it. Yeah, interesting. Okay, think how like progressive that is is to you know admit your uh, your country's mistake to the point where you outlaw all of the uh, ideology and, oh, yeah. and imagery from it. In Germany, it's illegal to even it's. <clears throat> It's illegal to be a Holocaust denier, as opposed to America, where it's not. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the KKK are still apparently legal. We can talk about that all, all day long. Yeah. We sure can. Yeah, sucks. Anyway, are we going to stay on the Batman tip with Batman 1989? Wow, that's your number number four? Yeah, man. And now, okay. So, there are issues <laughs> with the movie. There are line readings that may not be Oscar-worthy material. Mm. Just $2. Come on, Lee. What are you, deaf lady? <laughs> I heard Johnny Gobbs. I heard Johnny Gobbs got ripped and took a walk off a roof. No big deal. Terrible, terrible stuff. But yeah. you've also got Jack Nicholson's Joker, which I was absolutely enamored with as a kid. I thought it was perfect casting. I thought he was just creepy and weird and kooky enough. And uh, I, I poo pooed, man. I, I poo pooed uh, Michael <laughs> Keaton as Batman when as I first everybody heard. Everybody did it. At the we time. all did it. And. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like I was proven wrong. I ate my hat, if you will. Everyone did. And I wasn't sure about that all-black costume, mm -hmm. but I, it was badass. Uh, so much I love about it. I even I have got the, the vinyl of Prince's soundtrack. soundtrack. Uh. Party Man, come on. Mm. So much to love about that movie. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also nostalgia plays a, a high percentage yeah. in that for me. It took place in a very specific time in my life. Uh, it was a summer. I was looking forward to it all, you know, as soon as I heard about it. And everyone had the the bats cut into their you had into to. their into their hair. Yeah, man. Man, uh, I couldn't I couldn't wait for that movie. I saw it seven times in the theater. Uh, one of my all time favorite experiences. Like, right. I'll put it on just because. I'll yeah. just throw it on. I when I'm by myself, it's not even a party thing. Like we were talking about earlier, it was just like, I'm just going to watch Batman. Yeah. Right. So, See, I hear you on that nostalgia thing because I think as much as the kooky fun of it, you know, is there, I think really the reason Batman 66 is number 10 on my list mm -hmm. is pure nostalgia. Because I remember as a kid, 
being like as a kid like you know staying up late on on uh on like a friday or a saturday and um and they used to have the million dollar movie that came on after the news mm -hmm. and i would always every once in a while want to watch the million dollar movies because a man called flint would come on with james coburn which is like a three dollar um james, james bond, bond ripoff i'll give it up it's a james bond ripoff but i didn't i loved it because more so than on james bond movies our man Flint was would do karate when it would take people out, and and um, just the way you said karate, because that's how he would do. Because he would look like he would be like 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 a white guy doing yeah, karate, karate, like, ah, you yeah. know. Um, so he used this karate to take the people out, and all of the chicks, I, none of the chicks wore clothes. Everybody wore bikinis. Like if I'm they were, it. It, like if they were in the office, they were in bikinis. <laughs> so I would always wait for our man Flint. Yeah. And this one Friday, unbeknownst to me, as I'm sitting there waiting, all of a sudden, this is not, it's not our man Flint coming on. All of a sudden, there's this spotlight, and Adams West Batman is running into the spotlight. I'm like, oh, it must be an episode of Batman that I don't think I've seen before. Hmm. And then Robin is in the spotlight and they bump into each other and the music's a little different. I was like, this is a movie. <laughs> oh my God. And I, I, I literally, I I'm, can I'm, remember sitting on my elbows watching this come on and the next thing I know, it was an hour and a half later and I was still on my elbows. A long watching. hour and a half later, but yes, yeah. Yes, because I, I didn't know this existed. Mm -hmm. I had no, I knew of the TV series. I didn't know they ever did this movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, and it was everybody, because it was, it, not only was it the Batman movie, but it was the Joker, it was the Penguin, it was the Riddler, it was Catwoman, it was all of them. Mm -hmm. it, it was the introduction of the the the. the Batcopter, the bat boat, the bat cycle, the batmobile came back. I was like, oh my God. And that's how I felt about Batman 1989. So you get it. That's why I don't yeah. give you any more shit about that. Good. Oops, I forgot this is on radio. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me mark that time where I gotta edit that out. Okay, so now we're on to number three. Three. Oh wow, we're number moving up. Three. For me, I think number three has got to be. Mm-mm. Mm Wait, you didn't go. I didn't go. Uh oh. That's what it was. I knew it couldn't. You be went on such a little tirade there. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. So that means I still have to give my number four. Yes. Right. Uh, and my number four is a bit of a cheat, but it, again, me and Brandon seem to be matching a whole lot. It is Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, that animated oh, movie, yeah. because that is one of the best Batman, Batman stories, um, and it is pitch perfect from the comic. Mm -hmm. uh, I like it. I I have grown to not necessarily uh, in 100% uh, buy Frank Miller's in, uh, interpretation of Superman in that yeah, story. Yeah. I don't, I think it's it, brutal. Yeah, he, he kind of he gives Superman a short rift on that. Um, that however, I can't knock the what he does, Superman at least fits in that world. Mm -hmm. He does fit in that world, and and it's just spot on. And I I I love that film, so I don't want to go on too long. It's about not that. on my top ten, but it's close. Yeah, it hovers around the top ten. Um, all right, Brandon. Brandon For me, number, number three. three is Mask of the Phantasm. 
Oh, Batman, Batman Mask of Phantasm. Yep, yep. Animated film? Yep. Uh, maybe a sequel to uh, Batman the Animated Series? If not, then it was maybe during the animated series. It was during. It was during. It was yeah, during. oh, right. And it was the first, it was one of the first uh, animated movies to be like in theaters, I think. Yep. yep. So, yeah, it was just, it's really, I just really like how it analyzes Bruce and Batman mm-hmm. as characters. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't focus on one or the other. So, it's like, we're going to wait. Yeah. It focuses on both of them at the same time. And it like, it does, it doesn't just deal with Batman's war on crime. It also deals with Bruce and how being Batman affects his life. Yeah. And how it affects the people around him. And uh, there's a few times in the comics that have similar things. But I just really, I always really like when Batman has to deal with the fact that like, he's genuinely happy. And I like that. In this one, like he meets, he goes to his parents' grave at one point, and he says, "Like, when do I get to be done?" Well, yeah. that's not exactly what he says, but yeah. that's the gist. And yeah, I just really like that aspect of it. That's a deep cut, but that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm not a big fan of Batman Max of the Phantasm, primarily because of the animation, which is not bad in it. But um, they, like you said, it was released in the theaters, but it was originally. They were going to make that for um, direct be, release yeah. as a C, as a DVD, and then the, the powers that be changed their mind, and the creators said, "Oh man, if we had known this was going to be in the movies, we would have done it a little different, yeah, yeah. done a different story." Um, and I also uh, so I didn't know all this. Yeah, interesting. And, and, and I think that that actually plays out. In like they said, like in the the choice of the um, overseas team that they use to animate certain segments, mm-hmm. um, and in the story itself, not a bad story. It's great, especially keeping in tone with uh, the, the Batman animated series. I do feel that the Riddler, I mean not the Riddler, Joker, is kind of shoehorned into that a little bit. And I think that if they had their druthers, they would um, have rather have just been a straight on Batman Joker. Instead yeah. of like bringing in the the phantasm, but it is still at its heart, the Bruce Wayne aspect of it, like you said, it's a very mature, but very good touching story. It is it is good stuff. And it reminded me of a uh, comic book that had come out. I, I want to say, obviously before that, um, but similarly timed. I feel like uh, a Batman Year two. year two. Yeah, it was drawn by Alan Davis and Todd McFarlane. Yes, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Where they dealt with uh, another guy, another person with a skull and a psych- cycle, sickle, yep. scythe, scythe, and his name was the Reaper. Yes, that's right. Um, who's who's up? Is it me? It is, a is you. It me? I'm a, I'm gonna say Spider-Man: Homecoming. Wow. <sighs> it's not really a wow. I think uh, no, everyone knows. Anyone who's met me, who has ever been within earshot of my voice, mm-hmm. they will know that I'm a Spider-Man guy, and this is my absolute all-time favorite Spider-Man movie. I think all of the movies I've enjoyed in one aspect or another, except for the one that never happened, and uh, this is able to take all of those things and mush it together into one film. So um, I think Tom Holland was great. I, Michael Keaton, come on. Mm-hmm. As the, as the vulture, so good. I actually believed uh, him as a character. That scene in the car is one of my all-time favorite scenes. It's mm-hmm. so um, sort of uh, threatening and powerful without any fighting happening. Uh, you know what it reminds me of? The very famous scene from Inglorious Bastards. 
Oh, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a great scene! I could sit if that was. I would just sit and watch that every time. That's it was, all I yeah. watch. It's when so I'm watching Glorious Bastards, mm-hmm. that's all I watch. I also really like the scene in the bar. Also, I very do like tense. the scene in the bar. That makes me a little bit too intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a little uncomfortable. I'm, I'm too nervous with that. But oh, and they, and they even went ahead and they did some different stuff. They changed stuff up, and I thought they were a little ballsy about it. You know, giving him the suit that's got the AI inside of it, mm-hmm. Karen, uh, voiced by Jennifer Connelly. Uh, the the humor is spot on. They you know they gave him new um, web shooters. Um, well, uh, the web shooters, sure. But I was gonna say like Ned. They, they, oh, they, friends. They Gamecube. ran out of different friends to give him. Right. So like I guess we're going to Ned. All right, we'll do Ned. Yeah. He's basically Gank yeah. from mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, yeah, man. I love that movie so much. But I but I like what they did with that because uh, they. They uh, changed a lot of the ethnicities because uh, mm-hmm. like, they changed Flash. Yep. His ethnicity and stuff like that. And I thought that as cool as the costume is, I think I love that one of the most powerful moments in that scene is when they um, evoke the image of Spider-Man when he's crumpled under mm-hmm. like the building and stuff. And he's got to yeah. lift it up. And he's having like a pe- he's like crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a kid again. He's 15. Oh, you know, so strong. Man. So good. That's a, that, that's a really good one. Um, it would be. It honestly would be on my list if I didn't feel like I I covered that with his intro in, in Civil War. In Civil War. Yeah. Otherwise, he would be right. Or if I wasn't mixing in animation with this as well. Because yeah. Homecoming is a very good movie. Um, my number. My number three is. Uh, I'm going to. This is going to be a surprise to all of y'all. <laughs> well, these two guys here because I'm changing my list. From, oh. from the first time we did this. My number three is a new movie. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's not, well, it's not a new movie. It's a new movie to y'all. It's an animated movie. Uh-huh. And there's somebody out there who will be very surprised that this is my number three. All-Star Superman. Oh! Because right. I have to give it up. Because I was just sitting here and I was like at, at having a moment to contemplate. All-Star Superman, I don't give hell what anybody says is the best Superman story period it's so good it, the, the comic is glorious it's my favorite Superman comic book of all time it, 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 it's close to my it's close to mine it's, it, okay it's my favorite Superman comic of all time my favorite but my favorite one that's about Superman it's technically not that Superman. That's Secret Identity. But that's oh, yeah. actually a different That's Superman, a real good one too, yeah. You know, but but this one is about Superman. And yes, this is my favorite Superman. It's by the comic book by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. The movie which takes all of it which um uh, uh imitates Frank Quitely's art beautifully. Um but and and actually pretties it up a little bit yeah. cuz the women look better. Um but the story beat for beat you know, they they, they, they uh, shorten it a little bit for the movie, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but it still works. It just still works. Just a glorious movie. The, one of the best depictions of Luthor, mm-hmm. you know, character-wise, you will ever see. Kooky also, Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Got a very interesting Jimmy Olsen take. Very, very interesting. Jimmy Olsen. I, 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 really en- I really enjoyed All-Star Superman. It's just a really, really good yeah, that probably would have been on my list, <clears throat> but I've never seen the movie. But um, the comic is definitely one of my favorite Superman comics. Yeah. So yeah. You should see the movie. It, it, it's one of the ones that uh, does the comic justice. I'm planning on it. There's a lot I got to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two? Number yeah. two. 
my number two is Batman Return of the Joker. Maybe Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. And, yeah, I mean, everything Len said, pretty much. I mm-hmm. love it. But uh, more. Yeah, <laughs> but Apparently. more. Especially because, for me, um, it came out when I was a kid. I don't even remember when it came out. I remember. Were you alive when that came out? I don't know. I know I went with my dad to Hollywood Video. And we rented it, oh. and I watched it at his house. Oh. Hollywood video not <laughs> anymore. video. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. I'd seen Batman Beyond, but I didn't know this movie was a thing. And, yeah, I just I love it. And also, as I've gotten older, Tim Drake is my favorite Robin. Yeah. So I really love what they've done, what they did with him, sort of. Do you I mean, really? it's really sad. <laughs> but I like that they, like, gave him a more – they made him center stage a little more. Yeah. Because it's usually always Dick Grayson. And w- with this type of story, it's usually Jason Todd. So I like that Tim got a more starring role. And also, I just really love how Terry, how it blends. It's kind of like you guys and me. It blends the old and the new. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> it's got Terry as Batman Beyond. And then the Joker, the older style Joker. And it shows that, okay, it's not like us. Because Terry's better than the Joker. And you guys are definitely I'm taking everything back, guys. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, it's got a. Gr- it shows that like Terry's like the better Batman. Well, not better, but like he. He's Batman. Yeah. He's earned his. It shows he's earned the he earns his wings. He earned the Batman mantle, and that's what I really like. Especially that last fight where like he mocks the Joker. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, that is one of my favorite. I really got to rewatch this movie. I'm very yeah. excited to, to track this down, or borrow it from my good friend. And Len. also, it. I just I'm just remembering it embraces um. The Barbara Gordon relationship ah, with the uh, storm. yeah, yeah, with like Terry and with Batman mm-hmm. in like because it was always implied that in the Batman Beyond show that she didn't really get along with Bruce anymore, and this is implied to kind of be the reason. Oh, that's so, yeah, right. I really like yeah. that. Yeah. Is she, she's a new commissioner. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. JD, your number two, two. is the aforementioned Captain America Winter Soldier. Ooh. I know that you picked Civil War for the fun aspect, but yeah, this one's better. Yeah, this one's a more quality and coherent story. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it, it it does more, and um, there's a lot of things about it that I really love. And uh, I was surprised that they what's the steered into the weird, right? Yeah, with uh, Arnim Zola. Yeah, as a giant. He's, they, he downloaded his brain into a computer to like a Commodore 64. <laughs> All right, sure. Why not? Uh, yeah, man. This, I love this movie. I, oh, you know what? One of my favorite aspects of it, besides, did I already talk about how he's basically, it's the first time I ever saw Captain America on screen in a way that made me understand why people love Captain America? No, you had On the freighter. Yes. He jumps on the freighter yes, yes, and he's yes. throwing the shield while kicking people at the same time and doing all sorts of acrobatics and all that sort right. of stuff. It's the first time that I saw Captain America on screen and I got a whiff of like, oh, this is who I'm supposed to. This, this is, is why Tim loves, Tim from last week loves, loves Captain, America. Captain America. Yeah. Um, so it had that. But also I really loved the relationship, the non-relationship, I guess, between uh, Black Widow and Steve Rogers and how they're just friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like not everybody has to be flirting with each other or like involved in something. Mm-hmm. They can just be friends, um, which shows you how much of a disservice it is that they do to Black Widow in the other movies, in the Avenger movies, when they start locking her down with 
Um, uh, the Hulk. Bruce, yeah. Yeah, makes they, they yeah. don't know what to do with her. Yeah. So yeah, I it's so good. It's so good. It's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. My number two is Black Panther, because Black Panther. Yeah, of course. God damn it. I mean, the richness of that movie, the textures, the acting, the action, um, just there's there's not a false note in that movie. It's so well, it was so thought out, so unapologetically black, yet still staunchly a Marvel superhero movie. Yep, yep. In every step of the way, it's one of the first movies. It, I actually think it's the first Marvel movie with strong female characters mm-hmm. throughout from the beginning to end. Just a fantastic time at at the cinema and well worthy of the over one billion dollars <laughs> that it made in like what less than two months. Mm-hmm. It was just thousand movies. Yes, Black Panther number two. Where were we? You just finished up Black Panther. Yes, Black Panther, which now takes us to number, number one. one. Number Numero one, Brandon. Uno. And I, I think it's been said before, I'm not sure, but Batman Under the Red Hood. Ah, that's my that's number, your one. number one. That's your number one. Yeah. Wow. Now, you guys have been talking about nostalgia a lot. It might be nostalgia for me. This was like one of the first animated movies that like I sought out. Yeah. Like, I didn't just, like, see it online. It was one of the movies. Yeah. I didn't see it, like, on, like, it wasn't on TV or anything. And it wasn't that I saw it at a video store or something. Like, I heard I heard about the movie, and I looked for it and found it and watched it. So that might tie into this. But, yeah, I just really love that story. I love how, like, unique. Like, I like how... Jason Todd was handled mm-hmm. with the like the head cutting off the heads of the mobsters and stuff. I I know a lot of people don't like it. I really like the Joker in that. Sometimes I'll a lot just of people don't look like up, the Joker in that. Yeah. You mean, yeah. Sometimes I'll look up just clips from that and just would watch the Joker. What like didn't jokes. they like in the Joker? Part. He wasn't Mark Hamill. Oh shut <laughs> Pretty up. Pretty much. That's I a mean, lot of what people Batman's don't not like. Kevin Conroy in that either. Yeah. But I know, you know, people don't yeah. like it. Knock it off. A lot of people well, just yeah. I think he's like a deeper voice. He is. I think it's Joe DiMaggio. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he definitely is doing like because other Jokers usually try to do a Mark Hamill impression. Yeah. And I think Joe DiMaggio tried to do something different with it, which I, like. I liked. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> that's all of that ties into me just really liking it. Also, I like how Nightwing is in it, even though <clears throat> I watched a video that points out he really just makes like a lot of quips. He doesn't really have much of a purpose. No, he doesn't. And he's not, yeah. and I don't like the, the animation on him. Yeah, me neither, especially for Nightwing. But I do, re- like I said, I really like the overall story. <clears throat> and I haven't read the comic in a while, but I don't remember if it ends the way it does in the movie with like Jason having kidnapped the Joker and he's like in a closet. But I just really love that. Where yeah. like he kicks yeah, the door he open. He tries to get Batman to murder the Joker, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, that is in the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know what I wouldn't mind? A Nightwing animated film. I wouldn't mind that. I'd watch I that. I wouldn't mind a Robin animated, a Robin's animated either. Anything yeah. Robin's. Yeah. Comic, movie. I still TV want show. a Robin's comic book. Yeah. And not We Are Robins. That was yeah. a cute idea, and I don't think it worked uh, as much as I wanted it to. I would like a Robin's comic where like a bunch of them get together. Yeah. I will also say I've heard some people say that the recent movie that came out, uh, Batman and Harlequin. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't. I have. 
And I've heard a lot of people didn't like that movie. Is that the one where she like has sex with Nightwing? Yeah. She's yeah. like trussed up on a bed? I I thought it was just a dumb, silly movie. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed I, it. And I enjoyed that whole aspect of it. When there was a fart joke in it, that was when I was out. Yes, it was, it was a fart joke. Yeah. Oh. Harley Quinn farts in the Batmobile and I was out. That <laughs> sounds like something Harley would do. It, it was like prolonged though well but that's what you do with a, a good joke sometimes you got to keep it going till that it comes back around and still it's funny and i thought it was funny i i thought it was just a dumb silly movie okay you know and i'm gonna watch it I i've been trying it. to make my way slowly through all of the dc animated films and i'm right now i'm at justice league dark and i'm about at the halfway point you don't did it I, well, forget do you have hulu yeah are they all on hulu no. do you have an amazon prime yeah uh, Batman and Harley Quinn is on Amazon Prime. Nice. I uh, will watch it. So check it out. Uh, so Who's up? You're up. You're number one. My number one? It's my turn? Yes. Oh, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> Dark Knight, suckers. Oh, wow. Dark Knight. The um, Dark Knight. The, dar- the Dark Knight. Um, I don't know what I could say about this movie that hasn't already been said a billion times, but it's definitely my all-time favorite superhero movie. Um, it takes itself a little too seriously, I admit, mm. uh, but I do feel the gravitas that it tries to bring to the characters. I think it's a little long in the tooth, I will admit, yeah. but uh, they could have saved the Harvey Dent stuff for a better third trilogy. But, man, I loved it so much. The whole sequence in the interrogation room between him and Heath Ledger, uh, it's so good. I I literally just, someone posted it the other day, and I just sat and watched it because it's such a great scene. And he's such a great joker. There's another thing where I poo-pooed. Uh, the casting. I went, Heath Ledger, the guy from 10 Things I Hate. What? I don't, why would you? Really? And then I ate my hat yet again. And one of the best depictions of the Joker I've ever seen. Uh, so it's an Oscar well-earned, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the Batman sequences in that. I thought like he had a lot to do. It wasn't just about the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I f- and I felt like him and Harvey, their whole dynamic was pretty interesting. That's like a whole part of the movie that no one really discusses. Yeah. But it's, it's also part of the backbone of the film. Yeah, and um, Megan Gyllenhaal, Megan, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal Maggie, yeah, taking Gyllenhaal. over for uh, Kate. Katie Kate Beck, Holmes. Kate, no, Katie Holmes. Thank Katie you. Holmes. Um, I thought she was great. Um, there is the one thing that I didn't really notice as I was watching it that I've since noticed where uh, Joker is up at that party. Oh. And he, you want to know how I got these scars? And then he throws her out, whatever. And so Batman goes and he catches her in midair and then turns around and lands on a car. And then uh, it cuts to the next scene. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Joker's still upstairs presumably. with, with 40 hostages. Yes. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, hey, also, he didn't else, have to save them. Someone else got pointed out to me. Uh, no, it's, oh, no, I'm bleeding. This is the Rises, where he goes under the bridge. It's nighttime. He comes out of the bridge, and it's that's, daytime. Yeah. That's Rises. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Rise has got a lot of problems. I, it's going to be a while until something knocks that off of uh, the number one spot for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good one. It's, it's. I, I like it. I like the film. I like it primarily because of Heath Ledger. It's got too many. It's just a little bit too long for me. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's a good movie. I can't knock it. Mm-hmm. My number one. Real. This is going to be controversial. 
Not a, hopefully not as controversial as the one the first time we recorded this. No, it's not. It's not. It's not that <laughs> where, controversial. Where wait, I wait. threw my microphone on the ground and left the we store. We should just give some context here, because like you said, we were recording before, but we didn't get to hear Len's number one. So we've no. been standing here for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> and Len said his prick was going to be controversial, so I'm super excited to hear this. All right, my number one DC Marvel movie, live action, animated, here on Black Tribbles. Top 10 Summer, WPPM 106.5 FM. How dare you? <laughs> is Justice League Crisis on Tudors. Oh. It's not bad, yeah. All right. Uh, if you watch that movie, I don't know when's the last time anyone has watched that film. Because it, it's, got, it's got a little bit of age on it now. Does it? Well, think of how many movies... This is before the whole the whole new rebirth, yeah. You know, animated movie new series, 52. new fifty two, like things. Um, but it basically is the Justice League taking on the 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 crime syndicate yeah. all on a yeah. whole another world. Um, this movie was actually written originally to be the bridge between the Justice League series and Justice League Unlimited. No kidding. Yeah, which is why um, there there's a part in there where you see uh, where Batman mentions like you know we may need some help because it more or less is it more or less oh. is the the Justice League team even though they changed they changed the lineup a little bit because of um, to make this more of a, a, a feature to stand yeah. stand away from the series, uh, but. Regardless of that, you know, and they changed up all of the, and that way, and for that reason, they changed up all of the voice talent yeah, yeah. as well. But it's just still, it's just really, just a really, I think of all the animated movies, a tight, the tightest story, mm -hmm. the the best interpretation of all of the characters, even though the Justice League aren't the superstars of this one. Like, the, yeah. the villains are very much just as prominent in yeah. this in this. It's like series. a half and half. Yeah. Um, James Wood's Owlman is disturbing. Mm -hmm. He is just really disturbing and, like, ooh. Like, you, if, like, if Gavin Conroy Batman can give you some chills, yeah. like, James James Woods should like make the hair fall off your nuts because <laughs> he is just really disturbing, man. Yeah. Like the the Ultraman, who's the Superman analog, it's like sounds like he, he's like some Long Island or Brooklyn, New York uh, thug. Um, you know, uh, Slade Wilson is the president. Uh, it's just it's just it's just really a tight. Batman, voiced by William Baldwin of all people, mm. actually does a good Batman. But this is a Batman that makes sense because this Batman, it's no joke. I ain't gonna stand for no mess. Mm -hmm. But this Batman gets hammed up. Does he? He gets hammed up about four, five times in this <laughs> joint, man. It's crazy. It is insane. And there's a, there's a a, a battle. That and because this is primarily about the the villains, it's not a, it's not necessarily a spoiler. There's a battle that the villains win. However, they win in such a way that the heroes don't lose. Because sometimes, sometimes like when the heroes lose, it makes no sense. Like y'all shouldn't have lost this right, fight. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this one, they don't lose, but they but the villains 
are actually smart about what they're doing. Yeah. So they win because they are actually doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's all it's all about the planning. It's just a really tight, action-packed, thorough story. And I, like, beat for beat, I'll put it up against any one of these, any one of these movies. Uh, also based on another... Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. It's John. only very loosely because yeah, the story yeah. is totally different. Yeah. Did this one have the uh, Joker in it that was like the trickster or something where it was like a good Joker? It, yes, in in the beginning. He's yeah. like, it's only in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. That is a good one. I did really like that. That wasn't that controversial. It's not like you said, like, Teen Titans go to the movies or something. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> that would be no, crazy. crazy stuff, man. That would be insane. That would be some flying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Matt, a.k.a. The Bad Trouble. Just want to let you know that here on the last part of our recording, we unexpectedly had a short in one of the microphones, so you can't hear J.D. on this last segment. You can hear him intermittently being picked up by the other two microphones, uh, and I think you can pick him enough, pick him up enough so that you can understand what's going on and basically suss out the ending of this show but unfortunately there is some bad static in here his mic was having a short and we weren't aware of it and I didn't become aware of it actually until I started editing the show and it's way too late for me to go back in and re-record so I think you can still enjoy it but I just want to let you know that from here on out there is some static there is a little trouble um you want to be listening listening a little bit more intently okay Okay, so that was fun. That was good. But now comes the hard part. What? There's more? Because <laughs> now we've got to get this down to a 10. Oh, no. no but this should be quick. This right. should be quick. I mean, there's a lot that we all agree on. Well, well there's a lot that we on. all agree on. But I, I figure we've got to get down to a solid 10. We've got to put it in a ranking. I figure if we start with that number one is is Justice League Crisis of, on Two Earths, we can just work our way down from 2 to 10. I don't know if I agree. Why not? I fell asleep. <laughs> you fall asleep on all of them. That's what I'm JD, thinking. I think you just need more coffee. Okay. <laughs> I think it should be The Dark Knight. No, it shouldn't be The Dark Knight. It won an Oscar Leonard. No, it didn't win. It did. It I mean, didn't win. Suicide Squad also won an Academy Award. I yes. don't know how much that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. How dare you? Thank you. What was, your, what was your number one again, Brandon? Under the Red Hood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so little baby movies with the your animation. Dark, the Dark Knight is way too long. Great. Oh. It's way too long. Great. <laughs> the Joker is great. True. <laughs> the movie is great. Too long. Oh. So no. I can't. I can't put it at number one. Wait, but you're gonna put Adam? Yes, I'm gonna put Justice League. It's too short. <laughs> what do you mean it's too short? It's too short. So the, what? The, it so number? Talk. It's too short. It tells, it it's it way too. It tells a concise story. <laughs> it's too great. <laughs> oh God, that was funny. No, this I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> That's because I made a sports reference. <laughs>
No one sees that coming. All right. Oh, that's, that's, okay. All right. What was your number two then? My number two, Black Panther. Can we disagree that Black Panther might be it? Like number one? Yeah. No, I'm I fine with that. I'm, I'm fine with giving it. Revenge of the Joker. Return Ooh. of the Joker. Ooh. Not as number one though, no. but maybe number two. Oh, it could be number one. I'm fine with that. I'm just you, saying. You know what? I'm, I'm open to not I putting it. I think I would be more fine with Black Panther. However, what I think I would. I think I think I would be more fine with. Winter Soldier being number one. Oh, let's yeah. do that then. I'm in. I that. think it's a better movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a better movie one. than Black Panther. That's true. We should go with better movie over. Yeah, I don't feelings. know about that. Right, right. And I think Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier may be the better of all the movies we've said. I think. So, so Winter Soldier is number one. I agree. All right. I put Black Panther number two. I would. Yep. You got no. Is Return of the Joker number three? If not, then it's number two. I could give it number three. Okay, then. Revenge of the Joker. Return of the Joker. Return of the Joker. What is this, Star Wars? But can we can we give can we give Dark Knight at least number four? Can it be number five? I wouldn't give Dark Knight number four. You know why? Number six. Again, because it's too to me, it's just too bloated. You said so yourself. You can take the Two Face. You take Two Face out of there. Yeah. Uh, but, no. I th- you know what? That's where I was going. Oh. I, I bet I do. I bet I do, don't I? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Number four is a movie that none of us even mentioned. Because we now we're, we didn't do number because three. Na- because now we're going quality. Uh, no, we did do number three. And that's Logan. <laughs> no, we can't do things that weren't on our list. That's not fair. Oh. Yeah, he's. You know, you're right. We, it, it, it's not fair, but that should have been. It really should have been. I thought about it, and I chose to leave it off. Some, somewhere, I can tell you right now, when Ariel hears this, she's going to, next time she sees me after hearing this, I am going to get smacked so hard. Yeah, because. I can't that, right? believe. Logan. Not that lie. should be my top five. Yeah. I, like, I thought about forget it. Forget all the X-Men, but we Logan. Okay, we have time to redeem ourselves, because we're not done. So, <laughs> Before Logan, even before. Wait, no. Yeah, well, no, you're, you don't get it. You don't, no. <laughs> no, you don't agree with this. If, if Logan is in four or higher. But it wasn't on the list. We can't put things that weren't on the list. We're redeeming ourselves. We're going quality. Right, Dark Knight Rises is number five. Ew. No, Dark Knight Rises. That's not even top ten. So. Fine. No. First class is number five. That, that wasn't on our list either. Was that no. Exactly. No, no. That's not even quality. Fine. Under the Red Hood is number five. Titanic. I'm okay with that. There's probably a comic <laughs> of Titanic somewhere. No, yeah, Logan's got to be number four. But honestly, though, Under the Red Hood, I really would say number five or six. Logan's got to be number four. Um, um, Which one? Five or six? For what? Under the Red Hood. Under the Red Hood is... I, it, I'm not going to say it's not top ten, but it ain't, it ain't, number, it ain't number five. Homecoming is before that, right? Before what? Easily. Fine. Then what is Ragnarok? <laughs> Ragnarok is, is no, no, no. Ragnarok is, rag, is like it, Ragnarok. It, 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 it Ragnarok. I love. Ragnarok. I know you do. I love it, and I still wouldn't put it here. It's not top ten. It's not top ten. Nah, I mean, I don't like Ragnarok. I just 
If we're putting Logan on, I'm just putting it. <laughs> That's all he's trying to do. Number one. No, number one is number one is um, Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. And then number two was Black Panther. Yeah. Okay, good. Then Return to the Joker. Then Logan. Logan. Then Homecoming. Then home. See, you said Homecoming, but now something else just came to my mind. <laughs> what? All Star Superman. Nah. Yeah. No, I put yeah, Homecoming. homecoming first. I put Homecoming before that. And then, okay, what's your number seven? Or, I just went under the red hood on there. <laughs> well, well, okay, so Red Hood or Superman? Or, Sup- or Superman 2. Ooh. I would say... Superman, Superman 2, man, like, that's, that is like... But that, is that is like, like, but, like you said, nostalgia yeah. for like a lot of people. Maybe not Brandon's age, yeah. but... We gotta give Brandon something. You, well, I already got Return to the Joker. He got Return to the Joker. That's fine. It's already on there. <laughs> I, Superman 2? <sighs> Spider-Man 2? See, I think I'd take Superman 2, nostalgia-wise, over Spider-Man 2. Because you got, and you've got Homecoming, which is the best Spider-Man yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't need any more Spider-Man on this once I have my Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. So but is Superman 2 better than All-Star Superman? Yes. Well, right. I it's not better than the comic, no. but it may be better than the movie. Yeah, yeah. Super Good point. Um, oh, we forgot that movie, Super. That's not Marvel or DC. <laughs> we forgot Chronicle. And it's not Marvel or DC. It's not a comic. Um, I'm not even going to say Batman 1989. There are people. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Wonder Woman. That's a, this is a good place for Wonder Woman, number seven. Oh, now is that Wonder which Wonder Woman? Oh, for me, it's not. See, I think the animation, is, the animated one, is better. The animated. I'm telling you, man. The animated one is. Brandon hasn't seen the animated, so I don't know if he can vote. No, but I can't. I wouldn't say that's a vote. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, then clearly it's not important enough. We need more young people. Yeah, like my age. No way Under the Red Hood would be so low in that it's not on the list at all. There's a whole bunch of people of your age that have not seen Under the Red Hood. Well, smart people. I don't think Under the Red Hood is that good. But I'll tell you a movie. We put put Logan on here and it's not on any one of our lists. And I'll tell you another movie that I will put above Under the Red Hood that's not on any one of our lists. Justice League Flashpoint. No. I, t- I didn't like that one. Okay, but I think it's better than Under the Red Hood. The Dark Knight! Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Um, number nine. So number nine. Right, we don't need any Spider-Mans. We got the Supermans. Yeah. Civil War? Hey, how, how come Dark Knight's not on this list? Because it doesn't deserve it, J.D. <laughs> The Dark Knight probably deserves it. It probably deserves to be on for for Heath I mean, Ledger. The Dark Knight put it at number nine. Fine. <laughs> Can we have ties? Number ten. Can it be the Dark Knight? And well, if, if else? we were going to do a tie, I would say the the Wonder Woman would be Slash both of them. Wonder Woman. Yes. So there's your tie. Oh, I mean, oh, this is a can of worms now. Number ten. So now we're at number ten. I think Dark Knight's got to be at least in a tie with the Return of the Joker. No. 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 Let the controversy begins. Yes, it does. <laughs> You're not going to put the return of the Joker. Yeah. 
Tim Drake's the Joker. No, it's, it's not about Tim Drake being the Joker. Yes, it, it is, not, Len. It's whoa, not, whoa, whoa. It's, not, it's about I, what I, I got the pen, Len. Guess what? Guess what, JD? It's my show. <laughs> I don't know why show. you're saying that. It's my show. We've discussed this. <laughs> yeah, you see where you are. It's, um, <laughs> no, it's Return of Joker is number three. Yeah, slash. Tied with Under the slash, Red Hood. Slash these. Why don't we just have them all tied for number one? <laughs> there you go. No. No. Everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> now, what I will give you at number 10 oh. is 1989 Batman. Ooh, I'll take it. Tied with Under the Red Hood. But, you, but Lynn, you hate that movie so much. But I, I recognize what it means to a, it to means a, to a lot of people. To a whole generation. Yeah. Who like great movies. Yeah, old people. people. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. So we have at number 10... Batman from 1989. Yep, good one. Number nine, Dark Knight. No. Dark, Dark Knight? The Dark Knight. That's what you said. The Dark Knight. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight, The Dark Knight Rye Returns. <laughs> you wish uh, Number seven, we have Ty, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, the live action movie, and Wonder Woman, the animated movie. And then number six, we've got Superman 2. Number four. Five. We have Ooh. under kidding. We have Homecoming. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. Number four, Logan, which was us, uh, uh, you know, making it, it's. It was our faux pas. Uh, yeah, that's. I, that's I still disagree. I thought of Logan. I chose to leave it off. Oh, what I'm are not gonna you? lie. <laughs> Logan Number is really three, good. Return of the Joker. Joker animated uh, movie. Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Return of the Joker. Number two is Black Panther. Of course, and which leads at number one, Marvel's Captain America: The, the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Nice, we did it, you guys. That's a great yeah, list. Yes. I like that list. Shake. We're gonna shake on it. We're gonna Look shake. We did it. Yes. I don't know if you guys can hear the shakes, but there were shakes. There, there were shakes. There were shakes. <laughs> there were shakes. And that was that's a good list. I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed that. That was good. That was good. Yo, thank y'all so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having me yeah. on my debut. Your debut on Black Triple. It is mine. I mean, what? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Loved being here. <laughs> and JD, my gutter talk friend. Yes, aka the Flip Triple. As always, it is always a pleasure rocking out shows with you. Yeah. You know, uh, the triples, this, it's, it's funny. I'll tell you something. I told, I told Vince that uh, I get the sense sometimes from some, from some of my triples mm-hmm. that when I do my, the Michelle mission or when I do Gotta Talk, uh-huh. they get the sense like, you like talking to them more than, <laughs> than us. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that is not true. I, but I do enjoy spending time. I 100%. Get that from my other co-host. Oh, really? <laughs> Rob, Rob Beatty, a.k.a. Optimus, too, should be like, oh, you mean that other, other show that you like doing better? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, we agree. So, anyway, so um, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the top 10 DC Marvel movies, live action, animated. Email us all of your opinions. <laughs> Tell us where we were wrong. Uh-huh. Email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com or you can hit us up on all of our social media at blacktribbles or if you just want to go straight to the source, you can hit up JD. Yeah. You can find him on Twitter at JD's Hero Complex or they can email you at uh, JD, no, uh, coltspopgo at gmail.com. That's C-U-L-T-P-O-P-G-O at gmail.com. 
<laughs> Where does Copop go, JD? Well, I'll tell you, Leonard. Thank you so much for asking me. That is my own personal uh, podcast network. Podcast network. If you look up Colts Pop. Uh, podcast on iTunes, you will find it. Uh, we do the Gutter Talk. We do uh, Spoiler Alert, which is a weekly comic book review show, as well as when we can get to it, the Cannibal Horror Cast, which is a horror movie podcast. Oh, which I meant to, I got to remind me to get at you. There is a a um, a con that is coming to New Jersey in September. Monster Mania? I'm not sure if it's Monster Mania, it's but it's some kind of horror con that's coming to the showboat oh. in Atlantic City. In September, see it. I might be able to get you or be a part of it. Oh, son! So let's talk. Let's let's talk. All right, Brandon. Where can people get get in touch with you, Brandon? Uh, you can see me on the street. You can come say (laughs) hi. See me. Whoa! Whoa. Wait, no. Whoa! Come say hi. Be nice, please. Get under this water, son. (laughs) Buy me a water ice and a pretzel. Oh, Oh, cheap date. (laughs) Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Len and JD. Yeah. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Len. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> we got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as always, the show will be available for your download, stream, and pleasure. Come to mourn on blacktribbles.com as well, as well as on the podcast catcher of your choice. Um, don't forget to put some sunshine on your face. I got mine. You get yours. And the part that we say, alien frequencies are clear.